we get ready to do our clapping. Mm-hmm. I'll let you do the clap. Just warm my hands up. Oh, yeah. I've got a beer ready. And... That was a pathetic clap. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> Dean. Carl. We're doing a podcast. Yes, we are. We're doing a podcast. What's our podcast called, Dean? It's called Codename Chicken. And why is it called that? Well, it's a long story. Um, I don't think we have time for it right now. but Yeah, I, I think we'll save that for <laughs> later. Maybe next week? Maybe next week. Maybe next week. So, so who are you? I'm Carl. Um, I'm from just outside of London. I'm not going to give my location in case we say something horrid and someone wants to track me down. If they want to track you down, they're going to track you down regardless. Yeah, I mean, someone's going to dox me, aren't they? (laughs) You've already been doxed. It's just, they're just waiting for you to do something (laughs) obscenely offensive before they find you. I mean, that's any given Tuesday, to be fair. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm Carl, from just outside of London. Uh, I play a lot of video games i tend to do pretty well at them better than you i think probably i'm quite bad at them uh even though i've been playing for like 30 years nearly me too nearly <laughs> um yeah, i like to make models and that's pretty much me in a bag inside a nutshell you are dean me i'm dean yes i'm a software developer um i'm probably most known for making an ad blocker called crystal which is got very popular on the iphone it's also on android so i make mobile software huh, what else do i do since um, when was I, it on android it's on um it's been on android since february oh shit son for um only for samsung devices oh well because it's a like partnership yeah thingy with samsung so um <laughs> not so much a partnership more of a I don't know, collaboration or something. But anyway, it's on Samsung devices. And hmm, what else do I do? I sometimes play computer games. I don't get as much time as I'd like, which is a shame, which is why I'm not as good as I want to be. And I suck at competitive stuff on computer games. But hey, I still play. Maybe I can help make you better in the long run. I just put it on easy mode and and it's Uh, more my style. you're, You're a casual Casual. Kind of, yeah. I, I I tell you what, I don't really play much multiplayer, so I play a lot of single-player games, and the challenge doesn't really bother me. I'm I'm more invested in like the story aspects. Yeah, I get that. Um, um I just like to you know press forward, keep pressing F, and watch a cutscene every five minutes. Yeah, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't think it sounds terrible. I think that's that's perfectly fine. There's a lot of games out there. With- really really good stories um speaking of single player games i know what you're playing right now well maybe not right now but the current (laughs) game that you are playing yeah or i've been playing it for a year now it's mirror gear side five it is and over the past year i've put 60 hours into it which isn't a lot but um and i'm only like 30 percent of the way through yeah I think like, game. yeah, and I think ten or fifteen of them hours is I've just left it running and forgot about it. 
just to let my base build up or something because it's got all these different wait timers and whatnot. But um, yeah, I've been playing it for about a year. I'm about thirty percent through. I'm about halfway through the story, I think. But there's a hell of a lot of stuff to do in it. Lots of like side missions. You get sidetracked and a lot of I quite stuff. yeah. Pardon a lot of stuff for talking over you. No, talk over me all you want. Apparently, I made a habit of that. Uh, <laughs> part, uh, yeah, a lot of that sort of depth of content is—it's not really deep, is it? It's, it's kind of puddle shallow. It's, for instance, the the part that I actually dislike with a passion is I think a part that you're about to hit pretty soon. It's where you get to a certain point, and suddenly you've got to redo a bunch of the pointless side quest you did before but at a slightly higher difficulty or with a minor annoyance placed in there and like you have to do these before you progress like you you can't get past them without doing them and they don't achieve anything story-wise they're just there to fill out the game i mean we all know why yeah what is um there's a difference between like filler you know, the game is basically all filler, but it's, you know, what feels like filler and what doesn't. Yeah. What you're describing, it's going to feel very, you know, just repeating the same action over and over again. Just It, it really is. Just, um, yeah. I, I dislike, I mean, me, I've, I've played every Metal Gear Solid game. Um, loved, I'd say 95% of them rising and fuck clean off. <laughs> <laughs> Acid can jump a car off a cliff. That was terrible. What was what was Acid? Acid was like a weird, uh, like a weird PSP card game type thing, if I remember correctly. It was not a Metal Gear game in any any way, shape, or form. Um, but then also on PSP, you had Peace Walker. Peace Walker is essentially the prequel to Metal Gear Solid Five, and also you know, whatever that other one was, Ground Zeroes. Mm-hmm. And so this is where we get that weird sort of segmented mission system from instead of a more linear experience than we're used to in, in a Metal Gear Solid title. And I, I think it's to the game's detriment, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm putting a hell of a lot more hours into it than what I would if it was a linear uh, Metal Gear Solid game, like I've played all the other console games. Um. But I prefer them in their structure because the Metal Gear Solid story lends well to having like a linear path to go through and a story to guide you. Where this is do a mission, do lots of random side quests, and it's just all the same area. You know, there's essentially two maps, I think, one in Afghanistan, one in Africa. Central, Af- Central Africa. It's not got a name, has it? It's just Central Africa. Yeah, I think so. It's. I think a lot of it, Aside from trying to make the game feel longer, I think a lot of it is trying to make those maps feel bigger. Uh, because you, I mean, you go to like a, a little outpost and you capture a man and you bugger off and do something else and you forget about that outpost and you come back to it later on and everything's a little bit different and it keeps the world feeling fresh um, and kind of untouched or like it's evolving over time. And I, f- I get the feeling that if you were to look top down on the map, it's not actually as big as it feels. No, you can run, um, especially in the African map, because that's 
quite flat mm. where Afghanistan's quite mountainous so you can just pretty much just run across the map and I'm surprised at how fast you can just run across yeah um I don't even bother you know calling my chopper in to send a car down you know I'll just run across it only take like an extra 30 seconds or whatever I don't think I ever but, used that personally um I think I I did use that buddy that's like a mini tank what is that thing D-Walker D-Walker, D-walker. yeah I did use that D horse was not into. D dog was my good boy. I did like D dog, Diamond Dog. Yeah, D dog was cool. Raised him from a papa. So <laughs> yeah, so you get these little buddies to join you. I choose Quiet, the um, the sniper. She just basically does all the work for me, and I just sit back and report the rewards, basically. Yeah, she is very, <laughs> very. I feel like she was put in there. Primarily for fan service, but secondarily for just uh, to be in easy mode. Yeah, she reminds me of. Um, I used to play Fallout, Fallout Three or Fallout. No, it's Fallout New Vegas. Mm. And you can get a, a buddy. He's got a buddy system on there, and you get this buddy called Boone, who's a sniper. Yeah, Boone's story is really sad. It is. It's really sad. But um, you get him to join you, and then if there's like an enemy, an enemy like within a 50 meter radius of you, he'll just randomly shoot it and kill it for you before you, you even see it or it even sees you. It's crazy. Mm. I felt just like I'd just be giant invincible wall shield around me just walking through this atomic wasteland. I kind of want someone to pick up New Vegas and plop it into the Fallout 4 engine. Hmm, talk to Fallout 4. I, I, I'm, um, I started playing that last year and... I can't remember how far I got, but I still haven't finished it. And I just got a bit bored of it. I mean... I didn't even do any real side quests, I don't think. I was mainly just playing the story and... The the critical path in that game is very short. Very, very short. Um, compared to, say, New Vegas. New Vegas was actually a surprisingly long sort of campaign, if you will. Like a like the critical path could go on for quite a long time depending on what decisions you made. Yeah, playing Fallout 4, I never found any situations where that kind of like mirrored the epicness of the previous games. Like in New Vegas, you've got dinner with these bunch of cannibals or you've got um, the, the Kaiser, uh, Kaiser, whatever his name is. Yeah, Caesar, Kaiser. Sorry, Kaiser. Kaiser, that's the Our guy. way. You got him, and he's like a crazy dictator and absolutely mental. But I don't feel there's like there's any like epic moments in New Vegas that I've found yet. And mm. about halfway through the story, three quarters away through the story. Yeah, I I don't know, but get this, Dean. Get yeah. get this. Oh, oh, what are you drinking? Same as before. It's well, I guess they don't know that, do they? <laughs> it's, it's yeah. A... So we. We recorded last night and it wasn't up to our very low standards. Mm. <laughs> so we're trying to record again. Problems. I think we've ironed the problems out now. We know what they were. Yeah. Bug squash in. Uh, this is a can of beer. It is called Galahad. And it is reasonably priced from Audi. And other supermarkets are available. I think you have to say that, don't you? Or is that just the BBC? That's just the BBC because they're... Oh, in that case, you get Galahad. It's yeah. really cheap and it's nice. It's not one of those cheap drinks that, like, the crazy people in parks drink. At least I hope not. 
It's just nice. It's better than um, clusters or whatever. I haven't got a beer. I did have a beer last night, and I haven't got one today. I should have really prepared better. But um, yeah. Anyway, I think Metal Gear Solid Five. I'd give it a solid eight out of ten, mm. considering I'm like halfway through it. I actually um, got angry at someone. Never. Well, not really angry. Uh, Polygon did their because uh, they re-released Metal Gear Five. Uh, is that the collection? With I think it came with Ground Zeroes and uh, a couple of little DLC tack-ons. Yeah, yeah, definitive edi- uh, definitive edition. That's it. Um, considering the game's still not finished, that's kind of a piss take. But <laughs> but um, they gave it a nine out of ten, and I was actually a bit miffed with that because I don't think I think that's very very fucking generous for for what's on offer there. But no, that's just me. Why is that? Why do you think it's not worth nine out of ten for Ground Zeroes, Phantom Pain, and whatever DLC? I think that no one bought Ground Zeroes, being what it is, it's essentially a tech demo. There's not that much going on in it, really. Um, you get a little bit of filler from the end of Peace Walker, and then you move on. Um, the Phantom Pain is really like the the, the the chunk of what's on offer there and it's it's just it there's so many parts about it that rub me the wrong way like it's it's a base management sim of a stealth game tacked on to start with i could do with all, without all of that if i'm honest i mean keep the mission sure but make them you know longer a bit more story like something to sink your teeth into rather than just go to the place and stick a balloon onto you know ex scientist or whatever like it gets really repetitive really quickly, I feel. Yeah, that's why I keep taking breaks from it, I think, just because I, you know, get so far in it and I realise I just don't want to do another mission where I've got to extract someone or assassinate someone, which normally means I extract them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, stuff like that. And then you do the proper missions, which are not the side ops, and it's basically extract someone, only they've got a broken leg, so you have to take them to the chopper rather than use a balloon to get them out of there. Um, if no one's played Metal Gear Solid 5 and listened to this, you've probably got no idea what we're talking about. You can attach balloons to men and they fly up in the sky. It's yeah, and they become your men. Pretty you funny. Yeah, you own those men now. Not that I condone that, but never mind. Yeah. Would you like to know what I'm playing right now? At this very second? I mean, I am playing Pokemon at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. Which one? Uh, Heart Gold. <laughs> Heart Gold. Oh, classic. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm playing it. Well, we're both playing a, a game at the moment called, um, it's called Downwell. Downwell. But we're both playing it in different ways. Um, where are you playing Downwell, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> I normally play it when I'm on the toilet. Ah. Um, yeah. On my... Uh, on my mobile phone so i use i downloaded it uh, let me start again i downloaded it on my iphone and it's one of them games that are great to poop with or you know i play it when i'm in bed or i play it when i'm just bored at my desk or i play it if my wife's talking i don't want to listen to her, i just start playing it Ooh, so yeah it's, burn. <laughs> she's not gonna listen this far into the episode no she, she'll she'll quit out of it after three minutes <laughs> so um yeah it's a fun game how are you playing it I am playing it on my desktop PC with a controller. Um, I 
I can't get on with touchscreen controls. I've never been able to. It does just it, it doesn't feel right to me. I like um some I like my thumb to actually hit something when I you know what I mean. Like I feel like I'm gonna put my thumb through my phone when I'm playing games like that. Yeah, there's not many games I play on mobile phones that have on-screen controls, I guess, you know, that require precision, because Downwell is essentially uh, not an endless runner, but you're kind of just endlessly falling throughout a level and yeah, jump on things or do, like, double jumps and then get power-ups and earn some sort of gems. I don't know. The gems are good. They're red. Gem- gems are good. They're well, red. They're not always they're red. red. It depends on... Well, I mean, for you, they're always red. On PC, we can, like... Um... When you get your gems, you build them up across depths. I mean, we should probably say what this game fucking is to start with. It's it's <laughs> a, it's a two pound game, and I got it on Steam. It's essentially like a vertical shoot 'em up. Like the way I described it to someone is that it's like R type, right? But you're going top to bottom instead of left to right, and so you get all these upgrades. Like the guy's got guns on his feet. I'm pretty sure. They're gun boots, right? Yeah, gun boots. Gun boots. That's a cool concept. Uh, and yeah, essentially you fall down through the level. It's kind of like a bit-by-bit platformer if you want, or you can go crazy and fly down really quickly and just kill everything with your gun boots. And, and it, yeah, it kind of encourages, it encourages you to play a bit crazy because you build up um, that special meter if you keep gem going high. fast. Gem high, that's what it is. Where yeah. You just keep getting gems and you've got to keep maintaining your speed, you know, to, keep, to get more gems, to uh, keep that high and be more you know, overpowered and whatnot. So, yeah, it's a really good bit of game design. I've, I think I play it differently. Yeah, like, I mean, you play it in small chunks. And I can see that working really well because the levels themselves aren't big. They're very quick, compact, nice little nuggets of gameplay. And if you want, you can just quit out after that. Um, I tend to play it for like a couple of hours at a time because um, <laughs> it's giving me that feeling that I got the first time I played Super Meat Boy, which was my yes. favorite game for a long time. Yes. Um, and it does a lot of things that Super Meat Boy does, like the controls, for instance. The controls are so fucking tight. You, you've got no one to blame or nothing to blame but yourself if you make a mistake or if you hit an enemy. Like... They're perfect, so very responsive. Like the hitboxes are great. You never feel cheated by anything. It's like a pure example of a skill-based game, and I love those to bits. It's the type of game where you start looking at, um, you know, maybe my controller's not working right. You know, it's got a few milliseconds of lag on the controller, or you know, my monitor's refresh rate isn't fast enough. Uh, it's not the game's problem. It's because the game is just pretty much perfect as it is. But um, yeah, I, I need to get super. No, I need to get down well on Steam and just play it with proper controls rather than. I mean, you should also get Super Meat Boy. IPhone. I've got Super Meat Boy. Oh, cool! Yeah, of course I've got it. It's brilliant. Great game. I bought a special edition of that that came with a t-shirt. <laughs> it's really good. I think I've seen that t-shirt. I wear it a lot. It's got holes in it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's vintage now. What year did Super Meat Boy come out? Was it? Good lord. Um, To the Google, and I guess this is where we find out if my keyboard comes through on the record. (laughs) Yes, it does. I've got um, quite a quiet keyboard, and I've got a very loud keyboard. 
2010, Dean. 10? Why did I think 2006? I don't oh, know. Oh, 2008 was their Meat Boy Flash game. Yeah, see, that game was great. But it showed a lot of promise, but it was very... I mean, it was a Flash game. <laughs> it was a Flash game, yeah. <laughs> There's a time and place for Flash games, and it was probably 2008. I could have just said it was a Flash game, and you could have gone like, oh, yeah, unresponsive, laggy, nasty, pixely, <laughs> like... But man, Super Meat Boy, what a precious, precious game that was. Oh, nostalgia. Yeah. So, Samsung's had a good week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, haven't they? They've had a brilliant week. Your your business partner, Samsung. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not in charge of making their batteries. I just want to put that out there. This is the thing about that. I I used to be very much into the Note line. I liked. I had a Note three, and it was. In my estimation, maybe the best device Samsung's ever made. Um, and I know three people who are still using the Note 3, and they had it since launch, pretty much. Because um, they've just gotten progressively worse, generation on generation, until this generation, and they started exploding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's that happen? Science. I, the, the batteries got too dense. <laughs> too de- too dense. So is too, too much. Too much innovation. They said in their press release they packed it full of too much innovation. It's fucking dense with innovation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the batteries got too much innovation in it, but um, or the phones got too much innovation. But it's funny how the press release announcing it, recalling it, blames the phone for being too innovative. Yeah, I mean they kind of that fell apart really quickly when they re-released it and it kept blowing up. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, Samsung, <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, I think it's a great example of uh, how not to handle PR in a company. They, they were just like very silent. They didn't really announce you know, what the problem was, what they fixed. They rushed out this fix within two weeks. Um, I think they said they had um, you know, a giant bunch of phones that are fixed coming to america you know half a million phones or a million phones or something like that terrible i mean i I don't think the note line was massively popular to start with it's it's that phablet thing isn't it that sort of doesn't really mean anything anymore it's um it's not for like joe public that's that's the s7 that's that's what that's for the note it used to be like kind of a, a business thing. You could pull the battery out, you could stick memory cards in it. It was great. Now it's uh, it's just a big S7, really, with a pen that explodes. <laughs> Does the pen explode? I mean, the pen probably explodes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can... I don't think anyone's actually tested whether... I saw a live stream on Facebook earlier where um, some Facebook page was live streaming a Note 7 being plugged in. <laughs> just... Just a camera pointed at this Note 7 that's plugged into the power mains, just waiting for it to, you know, blow Shit. up. Shit, I'm going to get down on that. Yeah, content, quality content. That is quality content. Why didn't we think of that, Dean? We should have. What, what did... Um... Can you get a Note 7 from Samsung? <laughs> Probably not. I don't... I think they got it on Craigslist or something, oh. or eBay or something. Probably. I bet there's some weird people out there selling them, like trying to sell them for... For a marked up price, like this thing's well, been in the news a lot. 
there's a lot of like fans that are like you know i want this phone i still want it and you know the fact that it's rare or it's unavailable just encourages people to want it more it's injured children for one it's melted through the floor of an airplane yeah it did that it it i mean what did it do to that guy it gave him like lung issues because he was breathing bronchitis bronchitis because he was breathing in all kinds of noxious shit like the inside of a phone is made from a lot of nasty nasty things right like and then oh this whole thing is just a clusterfuck now they're sending out heat proof boxes and rubber gloves like that's going to stop a phone from exploding in transit because they've recalled them all and stopped production jesus samsung I think it's quite funny that we can't take bottles of water on aeroplanes, but we can take these uh, lithium batteries on that can just, you know, just, I guess we can just like, over-volt them and just cause a lot of problems in the sky. They're ticking time bombs, Dean, every single fucking <laughs> one of them. There's one on my desk, there's one presumably in your pocket. They're everywhere. We're fucked. Yeah, well, we, uh, one day someone's just going to flick that switch and... Yeah, Obama, right, probably. Oh, God, and probably Trump. I'd imagine Trump would do that. I reckon Theresa May would do it too. I don't trust her. I didn't vote for her. I didn't vote for... Uh, I can't remember who I voted for. I don't think I voted. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> no, I remember who I voted for, and unfortunately, they're not in power. Oh, so I know who that is then. The other guys. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> the other guys. The other guys. But then... Guy. Um, yeah, Theresa May, there's just something about it that's very sinister. I'm not sure what she's... I've never liked her as a home... She wasn't home secretary, was she? she was... Do you know I don't know? No, I can't remember, but anyway, politics is fun. Oh, yeah, politics, gotta love it. And do you know what else is fun? Go on. I don't know where I was going with this. I was hoping that I'd say it and then have something in my mind ready as soon as I said it, but I don't. <laughs> well, excuse me. You caught me off guard there. That was a, yeah. that was a funny joke you did. I'll, I'll, let, um, I'll let you tell us what's fun. Well, hmm. What is fun? I'll tell you what. I've got a bit of a... Of a you're going to love this thing. This is going to be the best segue I've ever fucking done in my whole life. <laughs> I've got a bit of a gear to grind. <laughs> <laughs> really, Carl? What grinds your gears? Gears of War 4. Gears of War 4, what's wrong with it? I can't play it on Steam. It's out on PC. <laughs> Microsoft are being really greedy and stupid, if you ask me. And it's, it's, it's uh, exclusive to the Windows Store and obviously Xbox One as well. If it's not on Steam, it's not on PC. Right? Like... <laughs> Like you might, you might as well just be invisible and hiding, or you know. This whole issue gets me pretty riled up because, like, Microsoft, you owned PC gaming for the longest time, and then you just kind of you were a dick about it, didn't really do much with it, and then Steam and Valve, or Valve came along, worked their magic. Like, Steam isn't great, but it works. Unlike your shitty games for Windows Live, which didn't work. Unlike Origin, which is awful, and Uplay, which is awful. Guys, just put your games on Steam. The, the thing that I find quite, I guess, not offensive, but I want to say offensive, it's just that they just bundle in these top-tier AAA games just in their generic app store. Yeah. 
There's nothing. And that's just not the place where you'd go. You know, you've got all these like PDF viewer, then you've got Gears of War, and you've got you know VLC media player, and then you've got Forza whatever. Oh, do they have VLC in the Windows Store? Probably not. No, I know that they did um, some. I've, I actually I haven't actually opened up the Windows Store, so I'm just assuming what's on there. I'm not actually oh, yet. I used it for something. I think I used it to look at how much Gears of War is, and that also oh. makes me angry. <laughs> Shit, no, I, I use it for um, Minecraft. Oh, really? Yeah, because they released a version of Minecraft that's only on the Windows Store, and I had a because I owned like Minecraft since the beta version. I had to redeem this code on the Windows Store to download it. And it was a pain in the ass because I had to set up an account and sign in and download it and whatever. And now I can use Minecraft in uh, with Oculus Rift in VR. Cool. You uh, did you did you end up ordering those Oculus controllers? Yes, yes, the Oculus Touch, mm. which has some sort of level of room scale, similar to the Vive. So you were, I guess, previously sort of tied to a chair with Oculus, weren't you? Like tied to a chair, yeah, basically a chair and a um, Xbox controller, mm. which isn't ideal. Uh, you can use a mouse and keyboard for games as well, but probably less ideal. It's... Yeah, I switch between keyboards a lot, so it's a pain when I don't know all the keyboard commands. And mm, I can see that. Not. Especially for a game like Elite, which I play a lot, which probably segues us into our next session. It does, right? I like yeah. I like Elite, and you like Elite. These are good. This is a good game. Um, do you know what is a space game that isn't so good? <laughs> um, I can guess. Go on, do a guess. I can guess. No. Uh... Star Citizen. Um, I mean, no, I haven't actually played that. That remains. It looks good, from what I can see. It does look good. It'd be good when it's finished, but I don't know. You know, it looks like a long way off being finished. There's a lot of that going around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the future. Games, you know, games are like early access now and all that crap. But um, no, No Man's Sky. Of course, of course, it is. Basically, um, we were talking about this before, and it. I think we struck on a pretty good point. And it's not even as though you can compare the two games, right? I mean, Elite Dangerous and No Man's Sky, they're kind of different things. No Man's Sky... Yeah, they're similar, but different. They're both space sims. You can both land on planets. They've got very different design goals. I'm not sure I'd call No Man's Sky a space sim. No, no, I... Not with them controls. I think it's just <laughs> like every other survival game that's currently in early access on Steam, except this one isn't in early access and it costs full price, like AAA price. You know what? I'd agree with that. It's more of a survive on a planet where Elite Dangerous is more of you're in space and, you know, space is the main part of where you're going to be, where Elite Dangerous is, you know, space is just a road in between the next checkpoint that you've got to hit. Yeah, I think you got your games confused there, but I know you, I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's cool. Did I? Yeah, yeah I might have. Never mind, eh? <laughs> I um, can't remember what I said, but uh, I'm sure it was good. What we were Go talking on. about before is the idea that Frontier Developments has gone and done Elite Dangerous. I mean, it's been out for, what, over a year now, right? Didn't it oh, come like, out like a, two years ago, maybe? Two Two years? God, I've been playing this game for two years. Well, I did take a year out, I suppose. Um, so they, instead of 
going the Star Citizen route of showing a bunch of flashy pre-made stuff and collecting all this money like a squirrel in winter and, you know, putting it out little bit by little bit. They made a really solid base that works that people can go in and play now. And they sold it, fair enough, for full price. I did get, like, you know, a couple of hundred hours out of it before I stopped playing, I think. Um, and then now they're adding parts onto it as and when they work, as and when it makes sense. And they never came out and said, here's a big list of shit that's in our game. And then at launch, it wasn't there. Like a certain other game did. <laughs> like, <laughs> Looking at you, No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh, excuse me. No Man's Sky did exactly that. Not only did it charge more than Elite Dangerous, from what I remember. Yeah, I think so. Um, it charged full AAA price for a game which essentially is in early access. Like, it's there's not really anything there to play. And the, the way that it was advertised, you know, on the run-up to release, subpar doesn't cover it. Not really. Um, I mean, the best thing I like about Elite Dangerous as well is how Frontier Development's pretty much developed right in the open, in a way. Uh, it's not open source, but they do get a lot of community feedback. They ask community how they feel about certain topics, and they get a lot of ideas and inspiration from that. And also, they do this beta program where if you were a part of the Kickstarter, I think, or if you pay a little bit extra you can beta test it and they do like regular updates and you can try all the new features in like an isolated world, or isolated galaxy rather, and give them feedback. And they do actually work on them feed on the feedback. I've seen a lot of things that have been like negative changes that have rolled back because the community have said, this isn't really good. Hmm. Um, it's a great system. So yeah, it is. It's, it's like involving the community where, Hello Games was kind of like, you know, drumming up all this big PR and going on TV shows and whatnot and tweeting all the time and then game releases and they just go dead silent. Yeah, well, there was that, there was that sort of two-day period after it launched where Sean Murray was all over Twitter just, oh, wow, I can't believe how many of you are playing. Oh, it's great. I love it. And then nothing. Silence when all the bad stuff started to happen. <laughs> when everyone sort of realised, hold on a minute, where's like... X thing that you said definitely on camera was definitely in the game. Like, yeah, and just everyone just like picked apart. Like, it was lacking so much content that people felt the need to go through all these previous interviews and pick out all the bits where he says, Yeah, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. This is going to be in it. And, um, I think it just didn't do a good job or do any job at managing expectations of what the game actually was. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah, he or they knew what the game consisted of and what the goal of the game was where that wasn't really messaged over to the user base well i mean i don't think you can blame them for the last three years of hype so much what you can blame them for to an extent is sort of managing expectations closer to release because he's been on national television shows and in front of cameras countless times literally saying yes this thing is in my game like yes you can do this thing 
It's not like, oh, we... Not even just saying it. He was showing it. Yeah. He was showing a video of all, of all this footage and, you know, playing it live with all these, you know, these big giant monsters like running around, these little herd of monsters like running away and trees falling over and stuff like that. And it just turns out that's just all fake. It's all guff. And yeah, it's a shame. People are rightfully, I think, rightfully uh, pissed off. They're not happy about it. Paying, you know, AAA money for what is essentially an early access, just another early access survival game. I mean, go on Steam right now and you'll find 30 of those fucking things. And, you know, they stay in early access for such a long time. It's obvious that this game, I mean, there's, there's a good base there, right? It's an excellent base there. It's um, it's a good base. It's not worth AAA money. And it's an excellent base, an excellent platform. I love the art style and the the graphical style that they've gone for. Yeah, it's like so colourful, and you don't see that that often. But it's just very bland once you get after a certain point of playing and just realise you're not really playing for anything. There's no end goal. There's no um, you know the enemies are like really easy. I've never had a problem. You, know, you just run away from them if you're weak or just shoot them if you're strong. There's no challenge. Sure. And there's no multiplayer in a game like that. You know, a galaxy is no good for one person. You need everyone in the galaxy to be together. I think that was the, the, the biggest thing, wasn't it? it was he, he's always had this very wordy way of answering questions. And people, like journalists that say E3 or whatever event he's at at the time, have been asking him, for three years so i can see other people in this galaxy right and he's always said uh, it's very unlikely but yes <laughs> and he's also he went as far as saying the only way you know or the only way you can possibly know what your character looks like is if you get someone to find you in the galaxy and then look at their screen right which says yes you will be able to see other people in this game and he was saying that like three weeks before launch and that just isn't true. Just, and he, he knew it wasn't true. You know, he's the one he's, he's the testing face it, this. playing it, making it. And yeah, exactly. He knows the product that his company has made. And it's, it's a real shame. It's a real shame because it's like ruined a lot of their credibility, I think, for, for the future. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much credibility they had to start with, but it's definitely put a downer, I think, on any future project that Hello Games undertakes. And also just for indie games in general, when indie games come out and yes. whatever the next hyped one's going to be, it's just going to be, oh, it's going to be another sport. It's going to be another No Man's Sky. It's going to be whatever. <laughs> sport, though. <laughs> sport. I forgot about sport. <laughs> oh, sport. Yeah. I used to have that... nightmares about that game because, like, I got really, really, really excited for it. <laughs> it, was, it was a really good idea idea on paper it sounded amazing and then it just never spore wasn't molyneux was it it was oh it was i was about to it say was... it's so typically molyneux pretty sure it was let me just let me check that Spore. yeah i mean peter google autocomplete yeah it must be i'm assuming it's him. it sounds like something that he would do it was pretty much like a step up from black and white you know what can you do if you control from the molecule all the way up to creating oh, species? Oh, Spore was Will Wright, apparently. Will Wright. Didn't he go on to make... Um... 
I think regardless, it's a very... Oh, he's from The Sims. He's on The Sims, I think. Oh, okay. It's a... Regardless if he actually worked on it, it's a very Molyneux-type game, isn't it? <laughs> it? It's funny that we didn't actually question whether it was Molyneux. You know, we thought, I'm pretty sure it's Molyneux. It sounds like one of his games. I would not but, be know, surprised pr- to find out Peter Molyneux is uh, Sean Murray's dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just Peter Molyneux in disguise. Oh, God. Did you see that footage <laughs> go around the other week? Um, so Adult Swim released uh, all of Space Ghost Coast to Coast online for free which is fantastic i'm going through that slowly because i love that show um and there's an episode on there from i believe e3 2003 maybe 2006 it it must be like 2003 of space ghost interviewing peter molyneux (laughs) oh it's incredible yeah i think you sent me the link to that (laughs) it's so good i mean that's why we're doing this podcast, right? Because we do this anyway, but usually with text um, and not our voices. Yeah, we just talk to each other about, you know, games, news, technology, and whatever's happening. You just, you know, just have a bit of a laugh about it. And yeah, it's all very lighthearted and jovial and whatever. But, um, ah, oh, there's actually a TED talk that we were right done about Spore. Oh god! I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to watch that next. I've I've got a TED talk just completely off topic that you should watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you remember the guy Rodney Mullen? Uh, is a skateboarder. Oh, yeah, from uh, Tony Hawk's. His TED, the street skater. Yeah, his TED talk is so cringy. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it so cool. much. <laughs> cool. I'll stick them in the show notes. Which will be on our website. Oh yeah. Uh codenamechicken.church. Codenamechicken.church. I remembered it. It is. Um and why is it dot church? Uh because you were throwing out like dot ninja <laughs> and dot education and like we can't have dot gov because we're not a government. I think. Yet. Not yet. Yeah, right. Yet. Uh, but we could potentially become a church. Yeah, and it, you know. Tax-free status, sure. With the government, um, I call like that what Scientology is doing, where you know, none of the, you know, you don't have to pay tax, and you got your own army with a sea org, and I'd like to aspire to be that. So, codename Chicken Church. That's where the podcast and the enlistment for our future army will be. That is, that is, that is correct. Um, I'm going to go through the the little list of it's where more of a navy than an army. I still don't understand why it's called Sea Org. Sea Org, Sea Organization. I don't quite understand. Scientology, something. Extraterrestrial animals. Or whenever you like Sea Org, I, I don't know. I did listen to like a ten episode podcast about Scientology, and it all just went straight over my fucking head. <laughs> I, I love Scientology. I've, I've watched pretty much every documentary and Louis Farouk's doing one, isn't he? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh. It's really, it's it's quite good in places. Not as good as the HBO one, Going Clear. Oh, that's probably the the best one. I'm going to write that in my notebook. It will also be on our show notes. Cool. I wasn't aware we were having show notes, but there you go. Yeah, why not? Shows what I know. Okay. So right, I've got a little list here of all the places where you can acquire our our audio show that we're doing right now. That presumably you're listening to, and hopefully you stuck around until this point. If not, what am I talking to ghosts? 
I hope not. <laughs> That's too spooky for me. Uh, I mean, it is October though, isn't it? Halloween soon. It is. Yeah, you got to get in that spooky mood. Do you take the kids out for Halloween? Uh, I'm actually away for Halloween, oh. so my wife will probably take them out. See, this is my jam for Halloween. I turn the lights off. All right, I put headphones on and I just ignore it. That's what I used to do, but now I've got kids and it's part of the fun, apparently. Yeah, well... I'm, I'm not really into Halloween that much. It's a, it's, it's a big inconvenience buying sweets for people who knock on your door and ask for it. It's a weird one, isn't it? I think you have to pay the sweets to keep away the skeleton army. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how it works. I think that's what it is. Right, back on, back on. Uh, back on track, back on track. This is all the places where you can find us, right? You can find us on iTunes. If you search for Codename Chicken, you should probably find us just fine. Um, you should probably leave us a review as well, something very positive. Yeah, I mean, if you do that, it's, it's a really good way to get the show out early on. It helps, you know. Get us in that top list. I dare you. Get us there. I'm, I'm going to leave a review. Are you going to review? I mean, I'll get my mum to do it. Am I allowed to do that? I think. Yeah, why not? Is that embezzlement? Probably. Yeah, that seems like what that is. Um, iTunes police after me. Does the website forward to the thing where the it does? Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. we already mentioned codenamechicken.church. You can go there. All the websites will be there. Websites. All the episodes will be there, and you can learn a little bit about us. I mean, if that's what you want, I don't know why you would. Uh, and it also has links to our personal social media bits. Again, we're pretty cool on social media. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be a creepo and spy on us, I'm not. I'm not cool on social media. Dean is. I'm terrible. I'm verified on Twitter, and I've got no idea why. Really? Yeah. How does that? Process, little... like, how does that happen? Um, I just I, I know people, <laughs> so <laughs> you know a guy. Yeah, so um, I know a guy. So um. You can go to Twitter or Facebook forward slash codename chicken, yep. and that will go to our social media pages where we'll post new episodes and maybe other stuff. We did decide Which on is... a hashtag, didn't we? We did decide on a hashtag. And what is the hashtag? Because we came up with two yesterday. Yeah, I'm thinking, I think the first one was cluck cluck son, hashtag yeah, cluck cluck can... son, or the second one was hashtag get clucked. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag get clucked. So yeah, just tweets with any of them hashtags. And me on Twitter, I'm at Crafty Dino. I'm at Carl Woods 10. Um, and I'd recommend going to look at Carl's Twitter please and just don't. look at his recent tweets. Because oh. <laughs> they're hilarious. No, they're not. I didn't... I... For, for the people who's too lazy to actually go to your Twitter, let's uh, explain it for them. I had an... There was... Mm. <laughs> what... Uh... So, the last time that No Man's Sky got pushed back, um, there was a day where suddenly the rumour popped off and everywhere was like, oh, No Man's Sky is delayed. Um, and so I was in bed and I was really angry because I just booked the week off to play this game. And so my, my Twitter is just full of e tweeting at Hello Games, tweeting at Sean Murray, tweeting at a game store in Litchfield, which is nowhere near where I live. And I don't know why that... I think they were responding to someone. I just jumped on there. And I was like, yo, when's this game coming out? When is it coming out? And they, they <laughs> had no idea. Um, and I think there's a video on me where my ship flew away. 
Yeah, that's quite a good one. There's <laughs> a video, you, you're basically on this planet in No Man's Sky, and you've tweeted out Hello Games, help, and this video, and it's just a little video of your ship just flying away without you. The worst part was it didn't, like, properly fly away. I, I was running about picking up gold, like, trying to work that economy, and as I, was, I was coming back to my ship, and it was just cartwheeling through the sky, and I was like, where is it going? <laughs> where has it gone? <laughs> And I had to do a lot of fucking around to get it back. It was really annoying. And I think yep. once I got it back, I just thought, fuck this game. Like, I'm done with it. Reloaded my save. Ship marker gone completely. Yep. I guess I'll just live on a shitty planet now. That seems like something I would say. I even tried killing myself to see if I'd respawn next to my ship. No dice. No dice. A large chunk of progress wiped for nothing. Am done i'm done i'm done thing is it did come back kind of i went and found a crashed ship repaired it and used that one and then i went up to space went into a space station and my ship was just there <laughs> just <laughs> sat there and so i go over to it and it just, it's like nothing's changed i can get in it and fly away so i had two <laughs> ships at that point that's, that's so stupid yeah there's a lot of stupid <laughs> things with that game um Again, and apart from that, you tweet to um, service providers just to complain. So you've tweeted to the EE phone network. Yeah, fuck EE. Just complain. Fuck you, EE. <laughs> You're the worst. They are pretty bad. I would say they're the worst in the UK, having worked there and knowing how bad they are from internal. You worked for EE? Yeah, uh, back when they were orange and then T they... Mobile merged and then they rebranded to yeah. everything everywhere. They rebranded again to EE. I was very angry with EE. This is this was when I moved into my house, and for whatever reason, we ended up with EE broadband, oh, and it was just absolute dog shit. It was fucking awful. EE, fuck you. You're the worst. And trying <laughs> to get them to do anything about it, it was just just a never-ending struggle until so I said to my housemate, "Like fuck this, I'm ordering Virgin now. I don't care if you're involved. I'm getting Virgin." Virgin's the best. You just get fiber optic and it's so fast, so quick and whatnot. And Virgin's yeah, fucking cool. rad. I can buy a game from Steam and ten minutes later it's installed and it's gone. Like games these days it's are like, huge. It's like a fifty gig game or something crazy like that. Yeah, I go I was like, I'm gonna make some toast and I come back and it's done. Okay. Other contact methods, Dean, because there are a couple. Um, Is there? Yeah, we oh. we've got an email. Yeah, we've got an email. What's the email address? It's cluck at codenamechicken.church uh, and we've also got Carl's phone number which is I mean if you do it I will jump through the, <laughs> I'll leap through the internet breaking it I don't actually I don't have your phone number because it's all over Facebook Messenger these days who needs phone numbers these days I don't yeah I don't use phones um, for that for messaging and whatnot yeah if you if you don't like getting podcasts through iTunes or for some reason our website that's completely understandable you can grab the RSS feed there if you like. It's a good way to do it. Or if you have... Dean, can you pull up your iPhone and search for our podcast and see if this works? It doesn't do it on the iPhone. Oh. It's only on Android, I believe. Maybe it does it on Chrome browser. I haven't checked, but I doubt it. I do it through the Google search bar. So you can just search for Codename Chicken Podcast and it should come up with the episodes right there and you can play them from your search result. And if you like, you can pin it to your home screen if you really want to do that. I do that with other shows. I, I don't expect you to do it with our show. 
but you can if you like. I don't. Yeah, I've never tried this before because I don't use Android that much. So it's quite a cool feature where you can Google for something and then pin it, and it's then it just so like, great. You know, scrapes your web, it scrapes our website and just puts all the new episodes on there. It's quite quite cool stuff. Yeah, I guess we don't get any kind of you know feedback from that, but you know whatever's easier for the listener that we definitely have. I'm pretty sure my mum's going to listen. My mum's not. Um, I remember your mum. She's I'm great. She is, she is, but she won't listen to this. No. Not for long. I can't blame her, to be honest. I can't blame her. Okay. Uh, all that's left, I think, is I'm going to apologise for my microphone quality. It's not great, I know. Dean's is very professional. It is. Mine isn't. Mine's attached to a headset. It's really bad. I am getting another microphone. It will be sorted by, like, episode three, maybe four. Probably three. You could also um, apologise for your cold. Yeah, my voice currently is awful. I do have a cold. There's probably been some coughs and splutters, and hopefully we catch it in edit. But if we didn't, I'm sorry about that. I promise you can't get germs through podcasts. What else can you apologise for? Can you apologise for No Man's Sky's uh, PR disasters? I'll take it on my shoulders. I'm really sorry for No Man's Sky. And how that worked out. I'm really sorry that PC, or not PC, I'm really sorry that like AAA publishers insist on having their own fucking platforms on PC when Steam is right there. It works and it's there. What else do you want? Note 7, Harambe. <laughs> Harambe I won't touch. Oh, we nearly... Trump. <laughs> we nearly had Harambe <laughs> 2.0, didn't we? <laughs> nearly. Uh, a gorilla escapes from... It's Kate or it's enclosure within London Zoo. So she's, then it was heading for the BT Tower, apparently. Thank God the place was like properly closed and there were no children there. Jesus. And no firearms. It just showed it with a twank and just let it fall asleep and then dragged it back to its cage, I guess. I don't really know how zoos work. That's probably how it works. Yeah, I, I, I can understand why they had to shoot Harambe because in Metal Gear Solid 5, you have this mission or a side mission <laughs> where, you've, <laughs> where you've got to take down this bear. Yeah, I remember that. You have to start a little zoo on Mother Base. Yeah, and I wanted to capture it. I don't know if you had to capture it or kill it. I just wanted to capture it. So um, instead of shooting it with a rocket launcher 10 times, I use like a hundred thousand tranquilizer bullets. So they, they take them and they get very pissed off when you shoot them. So I can understand Cincinnati Zoo's um, stance. Yeah. Very sad. Keep your chin up, Cincinnati. It's just the internet. We'll get over it. Shall we'll we, forget soon. Shall we stop it now? <laughs> Stopped. We didn't say the thing, did we? Oh, the thing. There's a thing. We have a thing that we say. Yes, we do. <laughs> Why is it called Codename Chicken, Dean? Find out next week on episode two. Oh, don't tell them that.